Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bisexual Fetish Podcast. This is going to be episode 15. <clears throat> My guest for this episode is Steve. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, had a busy Memorial Day weekend, but uh, thankfully, I got a nice tan out of it. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You didn't burn. Uh, uh, I'm one of those people who gets sunburn, even though he puts on sunscreen, but then the sunburn turns to a tan. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> based off of other episodes that I know you said you probably have listened to, um, I usually go over like how my guests got into like their kinks and their fetishes. So would you like to give like your back short background in it? I've always been in the bondage, just like watching kids shows and stuff. You know, there's always peril. Oh, yeah. And just, it was appealing. And I was like, hmm, okay. That's not the worst. And I also have have a thing for clothes. And I discovered that through watching Blue's Clues, of all things. Wait, so, wait. How does does Blue's Clues tie into that, though? Like, wait. Because Steve's outfit was super hot to me. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I was like, wait a minute. Um, is this like, like kinky Sesame Street or something? Like, <laughs> is that a thing? Like B is for bondage. Uh... <laughs> oh, I thought you had Sesame Street had something else going on. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was. Well, I, I hope they don't have that. But uh, no, um, I was just thinking because you were saying like Blue's Clues, and it was like, wait a minute. I, I remember watching Blue's Clues. I never got you know, that thought in my head before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because we're around the same age. Yeah, I was born in uh, 1990. Yeah, I'm similar. <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you probably remember Nickelodeon and all that stuff, too. <laughs> oh, yes, the heyday. That's was good. <laughs> but, but, yeah, anyway, um, continue with your uh, story of... <laughs> and so, just like, as I grew up, I realized I was into a certain aesthetic of guy mm-hmm. um and then i was just like huh i actually don't know like the point of which it combined or combined into one thing uh but yeah when i got my first boyfriend um i would just dress him up tie him up and be like wow this is really fun oh that's that's neat um so like, what kind of things would you dress them up in? Like, what scenarios? Uh, so I'm into, like, the preppy look. Uh, so just polo shirts, like, khakis. I don't really care if it's tucked in or not. Um, which is interesting, because back then I wasn't as picky. On other shows of this nature, I know other guests that have also have, like, things for clothing. Yeah. They are the first to admit that we are the pickiest people on Earth. And it's true. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I agree. Back then, it was a little loose. Now I have a more, like, refined, specific taste. I like certain brands over others and whatnot. But just, like, the preppy aesthetic, like, late 2000s look, if you remember. Oh, yes, I do remember that. And do they have to have, like, a certain attitude as well? Oh, no. That's the best part. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, I see myself as fortunate because... Actually, when I describe what I'm into to people, people are like, wow, you want to, like, do stuff to clothing? And I'm like, no, it just makes you look better. Amps up your attractiveness to me immensely. 
well, yeah, it does make sense. Um, you know, but you see someone looking nice and you're like, oh, yeah, I could probably, you know, tie them up and do, you know, stuff to them. That, so that, that does make sense. I was on the internet one day and just something popped up on YouTube of just like a certain guy tied up. I don't even know what YouTube was doing in the early days with the algorithm and all that. But he popped up. I clicked it, realized it was from this website called Barefoot Bound. Went, oh, yes, that that I do know. <laughs> went and looked up the website, sneaking around on the family computer. Did not get caught, happy to say. Go Same me. here. <laughs> uh, and from there, I was like, wow, I'm not alone. And it didn't occur to me till like years later, that site was based around feet which is something I have recently been exploring. Oh, that's that's neat. How recent? Like within the past four months. Oh, well, you see, with me, it was different. With me, it was the feet first and then the bondage later. Yeah, um, feet's actually number one in the world, apparently. Like most popular. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was odd because, you know, like I, I first started liking, you know, female feet um, at age like eight or nine. And then, like, in my mid-teens, I started liking, you know, I started exploring my bisexuality, and I started liking guy feet, and then, you know, that led me to bondage, tickling, etc., you know, stuff like that. Oh, I should say this, too, unless it was obvious already that I lean more towards the dom side of the spectrum, hence me tying up my boyfriend. Gee, I would have never guessed. <laughs> Some people don't. When they look at me in real life, they assume... Yeah, I, I do get that. Um, I'm a. I tell people that I'm a switch, but I have to define that more because just saying you're a switch, everyone automatically assumes, oh, you can fit into anything. That's not true. <laughs> no, I have very hard limits. Um, <laughs> yeah, same here. I am not as open as people think, uh, but here to have a good time <laughs> with the world. So I'm like. Uh, so as I went into college, I actually did like some of the modeling on those websites. Uh, I was on Thai Guy UK back when it was a thing. Nice. That's what I thought too. You know, I was part of the elite as they're seen now. Have you noticed that like they're getting super back into popularity? Yes, I have noticed that. Yeah, I was on Twitter the other day and someone was like, who knows all the former models? And someone just like tagged 12 of them. Oh, wow. And I was like, ooh, hope they were ready to get doxxed. Yeah, exactly, because sometimes it's, I know with models, like, you know, even though they want to get paid, it's like, you know, they don't want to be referenced after a while sometimes, because I know a few models who were like that. Not every model, but I know a few like that. I knew a few who weren't even in the bondage. They just did it for the money. Oh, yeah, that's common, too. I don't know. I know they had two different sites. They had like Thai Guys UK and Thai Guys USA for a while. Mm -hmm. like, I remember seeing both of those. Yeah, it was the same domain. It was just like a special section mm -hmm. for guys in the USA. Although you didn't have to be in the USA to be on it, or you didn't have to be in the from the UK to be on the UK side. Um, which and that would defeat the purpose of having UK and US. <laughs> I think it was to help with anonymity. Oh, okay. Kind of, because I remember, like, I was on there, I was labeled as, like, a size, like, 11 foot and bisexual, and I was like, hmm, definitely not that foot size, definitely not in the women. Oh, that, so, that's odd. <laughs> I, 
I mean, I didn't mind. Anonymity's fun. So I was like, huh. yes. So when I reached out, I was like, how do we decide this? And they were like, oh, it's usually just random unless someone specifies. I'm like, okay. Hmm. Sorry to ruin yeah. your dreams, everyone, if you were a hardcore fan of <laughs> yes. some of them. <laughs> Knowing that they um, might be false. <laughs> yes. Um, so um, usually I also like to talk about like if anyone, if any of my guests have had any weird or bad experiences, like can you think of like your weirdest or not so great experience? Huh. I don't know about weird, but my not so great experiences are usually just the non-starters. I have a ton of non-starters, despite the fact that I was on Thai Guy and I'm like, could be one of those like elite models that are so popular nowadays. Um, I am not the ideal look. So I get a lot of flack from the community of just like, no, no, thank you. Mean comments here and there. And I'm like, okay. That's so odd because mine is a 50 50. Um, I get some guys like, I get like a nerdy look kind of almost. So I have, I've had some guys be like, Oh my God. Yes. I would love a nerdy guy tied up, but I have others that are like, and you need to be more, you know, slimmer. You need to be maybe contacts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I get a lot of people that are looking for the full American guy look. Yeah. I am not that. Yeah. It's short. rare to find that perfection. <laughs> yeah. It's so odd. Um, yeah. Uh, I get like two sides of the coin because I have some people that are like, well, I'm not really into your type. So yes, you do have bondage. Yes, you do. Like I've had guys who even said, oh, you have nice feet, but you know, anything besides your feet, not that attractive. Um, yet yeah. I, ha- yeah. Yet I had other guys say, oh, you look nerdy. I love nerds in bondage. And they, they love that about me. Or, you know, even though I'm like half Native American, half white, um, the Native American takes over my skin complexion. So, like, they love, like, the dark tan, you, you know. I, so, it, it's interesting to see, like, those who are into it, but those who are not into the same exact thing other people are into. Right. And look, I just admitted, I'm picky with clothing, so I get it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> just be kind. Oh, yes, exactly, yes. Yeah, no uh, um, shedding on hate here or anything else like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you were so young because I've listened to your other episodes, but you actually were saying how you were like eight or nine and then you've like discovered more. So that was interesting to hear as well. Yeah, I uh, I am. A lot of people don't believe me when I tell them my age. Um I am 32 years old, but some people have paid me for 26, 27. Others have paid me for 35. <laughs> I get that. I also so, not have believed your age. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't. Um, it, it saved me during high school, though. When I was a freshman, a lot of um, juniors and seniors thought I was a sophomore. So it saved me from, like, the freshman torment, <laughs> as it were. Oh, that does make sense. Actually, recently, 
I guess it would be considered kink, even though bondage didn't happen. That was like where feet was explored. Yeah. I don't know. This guy, he was just like, he didn't know if he was in the feet either, and he was trying to figure it out. So he was like looking to me, and I was like, okay, let's try this. And it was just like a lot of in the moment trying and then realizing neither of us were into it or into this particular piece of it or not. And honestly, shout out to all the ticklish people. I don't know how you get through it. You don't know how we get the what? How you get through it. All the stuff. Oh, yes. I I do. It's so odd. I do love tickling and it's like, on both ends like i told you i'm a switch and that goes with that too so i i like to be on like both the giving and receiving end of that i get it it's really hot to like see a guy or whoever you're into just like laughing looks like visually having the great time of their life you being a part of that oh yeah definitely and no actually your second episode when you had on ticklish chub I think that's what he went by. Uh, let's see. Um, he went, yeah, that was Matt. He went by Tickle Fan, but yeah, that was Tickle Chubbs, I think. Yeah. No, ever since that episode came out, I've been talking to him a bunch, exploring possibility of like, am I into tickling? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, he, he could probably help you decide that. <laughs> oh, he has said he would love to, so. <laughs> Yeah, yes, uh, he, he said he would love to explore mine too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's always traveling. So, well, he, he probably won't come to Redneckville, though. I, I call what I live in Redneckville because it's it's like so remote. <laughs> oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, you were in the little middle of nowhere. Um, that's actually the opposite for me. I have lived in metropolitan areas my entire life. I think the parts that I've been in have been so unopen that that's also another reason why it's super hard for me to find partners to scene play with and whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Also it's at least from my experience, like um, I don't meet a lot of people from the LGBTQ uh, plus community in my area. And if I do, they're, they tend to not be fetish friendly, uh, to say the least. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, like like they they are. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of odd. Like you know, I I have a lot of friends that are you know queer, gay, lesbian, bi, um, but even though that we resonate on that aspect, like as far as our sexual preferences we're like on different islands yeah it's really a mixed bag when you meet people you never know who and half the time they don't know what and that's why they say go ahead and try one thing that i find odd is sometimes i see my vanilla thoughts and my king thoughts um clash I don't know if that happens to you a lot. Yes, depending on the mindset I'm in. Well, it, it's uh, maybe I should explain that. Um, you see, um, 
as far as like my kings go, I'm really into like if I'm being a sub, I like older men. And um, there is this one gay older man in his like 50s or 60s that I know um, that I would sometimes see at like a local bar. And, you know, even though I'm not like attracted to him, like non kink wise, um, you know, there's a, there's like a deep part of me that is like, oh, my God, tie me up and just, you know. Like, even though, like, my vanilla side is like, yeah, he's not my type. Nope. I get that a lot. Okay, I'm glad someone else gets that, because when I try to explain that to people, they're like, that's odd. <laughs> it's an itch that you got to scratch sometimes, and hormones take over. Oh, yes. I have literally had, like, kinky dreams about that, to where I wake up in the morning with, like, a really hard erection. It's it's so odd it, and it, and the uh, well uh, it's kind of funny but also um, rather um, I don't know I guess it's just funny but um, after one of the dreams um, about a day or two later you know I run into him <laughs> and I'm like butterflies in the stomach and I'm like because 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 seeing that reminds me of the dream and I'm like oh shit. <laughs> That's happened to me mid-scene before, actually. Oh, God. What, what, wait, what was that like? <laughs> um, so I was having, like, the dissonance between, like, this guy wasn't typically what I would want to, like, engage with. Mm-hmm. But I was in the mood. He was nice. We were willing. So we went at it. Mid it, I realized I don't think it's working for me and honestly i was pretty honest about it because i think he could tell we just like had a moment of honesty where i was like look something's just not clicking he was luckily understanding of it and did not retaliate but that's what i tell everyone actually just be honest and safe and yeah if if it doesn't click it doesn't click um you know Plus, you know, with with safety is extremely important because you don't know what what goes on in today's world, you know. Like, I I can, you know, I'm sure you heard about my uh, infamous van story that I told about on my podcast here. Yeah, you know, you just just never know. Like, you know, the guy was fervent on just doing it in a van in the middle of nowhere, and that was a lot of red flags. Do you know where he is this day? Uh, No, and I do not want to know. (laughs) All I know is he doesn't know where I am, and that's good with me. <laughs> I am happy for that. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think, I think sometimes in the king community, not not um, calling out everyone, but some people that I have met, they can distinct fantasy from reality. I think that's a meta problem with the world. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, like I, I don't want to call out the whole king community because there are tons of uh, of people who are great and they can distinct, you know, fantasy from reality, and that's great. But occasionally, you do come across someone who doesn't have that notion of what's real and what's fantasy, or when play ends or begins. I get what exactly. you mean entirely. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, yes, um, and I said this in a previous episode that I was recording, you know, like, um, 
because I might have, like, say, kidnapping fantasies, that doesn't mean that I want to be in real life. <laughs> you know, like, um, if that fantasy were to be played out, you know, it would need to be predetermined, it would need to be discussed about, not just randomly finding me and putting me in a van. <laughs> you know. Oh, I forgot. I That almost happened to me once. It did? Wait, wait. You Okay, you have to tell me that now. <laughs> so... I was messaging a guy when I was in college and he was like saying like, yeah, I'm this like dumb guy, blah, blah, blah. And I explored the whole being a dumb thing, but I was like, Hmm, maybe it would be cool being a sub for like a day. Mm -hmm. So this guy was like so hardcore and I was like, messaged him. I was like, you know, open to the idea, blah, blah, blah. Pretty casual about it and then he came back at me with like okay so this is what you're gonna do and he gave me a block to go to a time to be there oh wow and he was just like i'm just gonna grab you and keep you for 24 hours and i was like absolutely not goodbye yeah that's uh, that's all kind of red flags to me yeah that I, I knew that i was in trouble whenever the you see i like i said i live in like a rural area and um i sent and i sent him like a relatively rural spot to play in and he said it wasn't he said it wasn't deserted enough and i live in an extremely rural area so that that was like a major red flag <laughs> yeah no i can only imagine because you said you live near like appalachia or appalachia however you say it well i it, not really Appalachia, but it's, if you've heard of the Poconos, it's near there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not in the Poconos, but it's near. So, yeah. Same you can type find like a, area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you, you you know. so for someone to say that's not, like, some, for someone to say that's crowded, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I can say this. Nothing turns me off more than when guys because it's kind of what you were saying too like where the line blurs and ends where is fantasy where is reality yeah when guys lead with everything they want to do to me i'm like hmm nice thank you what's your name what do i at least call you oh you mean like not giving the proper introduction first and just randomly going into it something like that that all the time even like i've had that Again, um, I do lean more towards Dom's side, but mm-hmm. aesthetically, people think sub. I just get the messages of like all these intense people that are looking for a certain thing that I am not, and they just assume they hear. Oh, oh yes, yes, I, I have had that. Um, I had someone who really liked a lot of my photos and videos, and the first thing out of the blue when they messaged me was like you know i want you to do this this and that and it's like um okay hello to you too (laughs) you you know i I, that that just that's a big turn off to me entirely yes because even if like we're gonna do a scene if we're gonna like interact still want food after (laughs) oh yes after care is very important and before care yeah uh, even if it isn't i don't know just like I want to go to a movie. I want to do something. Yeah, or at least have a discussion before you go into actually wanting to do something. 
you know, I haven't even thought about aftercare for me, what that would look like. What would be my ideal aftercare? Huh, look at you, helping me discover who I am. Well, with with me, it would be like, like I know some people love, you know, like cuddling or making out for aftercare. Like for me, it would just be talking. You know, like I love talking like before and after. I could see that. <laughs> like makes it seem more normal to me than just like, you know, okay, we're just going to do this and then goodbye, you know. Yeah, I get that. I've learned that I have such a hard time with when I am like in the dom space, not checking in with like the person subbing. Um, I will very frequently be like, you good? And I have been told by a couple people that it's it's such a turnoff. By asking if they're good. Yep. That's odd. You would think that, uh, you know, that would be like required, though, because it's good to check to see how people are doing. Yeah, it's what I would want. So exactly. It's, you know, like I, I can understand where they would come from, you know, like, yeah, it might ruin the mood. But, you know, when you're dealing with that stuff, you have to make sure that the person's okay. You don't want to put them in danger. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, <clears throat> with, with the bad experiences, though, like, you know, I'm sure you had, did you have more good experiences than bad? The best experience I think I ever had was when I modeled, but mm-hmm. I've had a couple good ones since. Otherwise, okay. it's pretty sparse. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's good. So... Whenever you would dom or sub, like, what would your ideal dom and what your ideal sub would be? First thing that pops in my head, someone willing. Oh, yeah, obviously. Consent. <laughs> oh, yes, we are all about consent Consent on this platform. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why I was like, oh, that's a stupid answer. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, should be said anyway. Um, well, it's different, actually. The, the one thing that would be the same is, like, the aesthetic. I'm not into nudity. I like the clothing. We got to look the parts. And typically people are like, oh, you want me to dress this way and you dress that way? And I'm like, no, let's just both look the part. And I don't know if that's why I think fraternities are so hot because they do dress that aesthetic. <laughs> like if I'm doing a scene half the time, we're looking like frat guys. What I would look for in a sub is I like eyes. Like I like someone that can like communicate through eyes because I'm also super into gags. Yeah someone that is willing to I actually don't even care what your expression is like you know there are some guys that like to be angry and like fight you there are some that just like to look up and be like all innocent and demure now i'll take either uh i like someone that moans gag talk oh yeah that's, for me that's a, that's a definite must <laughs> um and that's another thing too i'm very willing and open about what type of gag you tell me what you want and i will accommodate as best as i can do you have like a favorite though that you like to usually use? I kind of go back and forth. I really think a cleave gag, horrible function, great look. Yeah. I also like a good tape gag, but then a ball gag is nice as well. Oh yeah, it's it's like me, you know, like I I would love a sock gag, but if it's in the mouth, you can't really see it. So it's like, yes, it's good, but. Yeah, you know, you'd have to put like a bandana over it or like tape or something, you know. And then for a dom, what would I be into? I don't know. I am like a 90-10 split. <laughs> so I usually don't even get into that space to even know what it would be. The randomness is so interesting. <laughs> so yeah, that is my answer. Okay, yeah, that that's good. That's good. Um 
Yeah, I also want your opinion on something else too, though. Um, Ask away. I I get a lot of people saying that you know what I'm doing with this podcast is really good because I've never seen anything like it. Like, do do you think that there needs to be more like discussion about kinks on podcasts similar to this? I would say so, yes. Just because I think the more discussion that's out there, uh, the more people can understand themselves more. And I think that's what's amazing about your show is no guest you bring on is the same. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I when I started this, I was like, okay, no one's probably going to listen to it. I'm probably going to have the most 10, view, 10 lit plays. And, you know, currently it's up to like over a thousand. And I'm like, oh, sh- crap, <laughs> you know. Oh, something interesting, actually, I forgot to mention entirely that has been growing as a kink lately. I'm very into, like, writing scenes, like, actual, like... Oh, that's actually... that. That's so funny that you mentioned that, because um, I don't get to do this anymore, but when I was in my 20s, I would write kink literature, and my literature was really good. Um, I... I I had to use a uh, I had to use a pen name though, even though my name is common. I had to use a pen name just in case someone found it who knew me. Where did you publish? I had my own website that I created for Wix, but I also used like another like a writing site, like an erotic writing site. I forget the name of it. No, but uh, I've been exploring that a lot lately. It's a great way again to just explore what you are into, what you're not. Just really digging it lately. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I also like, um, there's this, um, there's this one guy that I know who is like a kink artist. And like me, he's also bi. And I've been trying to get him on here forever. And I haven't yet. (laughs) Um, But he, um, he will take any scene that you want, as long as it's 18 plus, and create like any fantasy you want, as long as he can draw it. Um, he has put, you know, both male friends and female friends of mine in peril. Um, he's good at putting me in peril, um, stuff like that. You know, that that's what I also love, too. <laughs> Taking your friends and putting them in peril? Well, someone has to. It's not like I'm going to do it in, in real life. <laughs> has a friend ever found out? Uh, um... Depends on what you mean by file found out. <laughs> Obtained knowledge of it. Of the artwork or just my fetish in general? The artwork specifically, like of them. Oh, that? No, no, nope. Because the guy doesn't use names. <laughs> so. I'm happy for you then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, although I have been king shamed when I was in my 20s. So. Who hasn't? Well, this was. Like I said, backwoods, conservative area. Um, they didn't like, you know, my foot fetish, and they tried to have me ostracized publicly. So, yeah. Fun fact: I have been kink shamed within the kink community. Oh, I have too. Yeah, I I have too. Yeah, something about wanting to be clothed apparently is like a shame. Yeah, that's you see to me that doesn't matter whether clothed or naked. So, you know, I I, I don't know, but I have run into people like that. You know, you know. 
Like they like if I give show them a picture of something in bondage, they're like, "Why aren't you naked? Why aren't you in?" You know, it's like, well, because I wasn't at the time. You know, I think unless you have anything else you'd like to share, nothing I could think yet, other than if anyone out there is into kink literature, reach out to this podcast and yeah, you could get me in touch down the collab probably. <laughs> Oh yes, definitely. Yes. Um so I guess that will be it for episode 15 then. Um thank you very much for coming on. I do appreciate it and it was a very interesting and fun conversation. No problem. I will definitely be recommending other kinksters I know to come on. Oh yes, and for anyone listening, um if you would like to be on, please send me a message through um I have you see I'm going blank again. <laughs> um, email, uh, Discord, FetLife, oh, yes. email. Discord, FetLife etc um mostly discord though because fed life i don't have on my phone so that will be a while but um you can have me on discord so that will be a lot easier because i will see it then so <laughs> just check check the description everyone yes please do <laughs> it'll be in there i am horrible at describing with my voice <laughs> uh what i make for what i make up for in talking i make up for twisted creative thoughts <laughs> i thought you're gonna say gag talk but i don't know sometimes it might be better off if i just gag talked maybe <laughs> uh, i could see that oh yes i think most of my audience can see that <laughs> there was this one guy who said um on discord um it was in a, in a discord group i'm in he, he he said that um i should have an episode where um, my guest is physically with me and I'm like clean gagged and tied up while I'm being tickled. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that would be fun, but you do know that this is like an audio podcast, so you wouldn't be able to see all you'd hear is muffled laughter. If even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the microphone picks it up. Thank you so much for being on. I had a wonderful, fun conversation talking with you, and I greatly appreciate you being on. No problem. Anytime.